space where all the stars shine. Some hold greatness close, keeping out the cold, while others act as a lighthouse, telling stories untold. This is our responsibility as beings of all kinds, to search, to embrace, to ride the waves and find all of our stars. This is Star Trek Bait. With Joshua as Lieutenant Canton, Kevin, Lieutenant Kelbeck, Chris, Lieutenant Onal, and Tracy as Lieutenant Vigrel. This episode will find out what they've been doing for the last five years before they go on a special away mission. It's been five years. What have you guys been doing on this spaceship that you're on? We'll talk about what rank you are and stuff, and then we'll begin with a totally normal day. Five years, I'm still an infant. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You guys probably aren't instance. 31. 31 skill points. And skills work like, so I can, can't really take them off and like just swap them in and out. Not anymore. Oh, that'd be pretty lame, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty lame. What you can do, every, every year, you get, the guys in Dresden will know you get like a minor, um, what was it, milestone. Like, let's say, let's say you had, last year you have protocol at one, you can switch it out, like with something at level two. So you can move something up and down one space per year. Okay. So, like, if you want to slowly build something up, that makes sense. But, yeah, just adding something or... Yeah. Now, what you, you said you wanted to be in security, right? Yeah, I think that would and it's been fun. It's been five years. I would say you could go ahead and just plug in weapons at three and say, you've been, it's been five years, so that's more than enough time to get weapons up that high. Yeah. Yeah, for the next couple of sessions, we're going to be skipping through a couple of years, so you can kind of play with the skills a little bit less, but still more than usual. Then we'll get to the point where it's like this, something happens like during the same year, and then then you can't change as much. Okay. Would probably have moved up in protocol, too? Yes, you definitely would move up in protocol if you're going to be in security tactical. Yeah, you you've the main ones you're going to be using are discipline, weapons, protocol, and fight. And Joshua, you are in half engineering, half counseling? Uh, I think my official capacity is engineering, but I'm, um, you know, just for my own sake, dabbling in uh, counseling, hoping that someday it'll be kind of an official position. Yeah, Starfleet. I mean, you can, oh yeah, they have counselors at this point. You can be a counselor. So we can go to you and tell you our feelings? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, you tell me totally your feelings, just... and I will ask you, how does that make you feel? <laughs> and they let me graduate yeah. Starfleet Academy nice. to do that. Yeah, and both that and engineering are both in the operations division. That's why you can do both of those, and everybody's fine. Cool. And I think, Ono, you were talking about science and medical? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I'm looking at. Now, were you, are you wanting to be, like, the doctor? Or are you just going to be like a um, just an assistant in medical while mainly doing science or yeah, primarily doing uh, you know science experiments and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but having kind of a secondary thing as a doctor. Okay, so, yes, yeah, so you can be you can be a, a medical assistant or something while you're still like the science officer. Like they grab me if they need extra medical personnel, I'm trained. Okay. 
that makes sense. Yeah, and they're they're both but under my, science. My primary duty is not in med bay, though. In emergencies, they could pull you if they need you, or if you want to take extra shifts, they're they're happy right. with that. Right. Or I might and go do I might go do research for them as well in the medical area. Okay, and then Tracy, you're doing helm, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Which is in the command structure. So you're, you know, they're teaching you all those things. Okay, so yeah, as we're working on skills and stuff, because you guys have a lot to put in, we can talk about what's happened in that five years. So you guys graduated. You went on a smaller ship, the USS Copernicus, and everybody got that file? She's a cute little ship. Yeah, her mission is to advance knowledge, understanding, and cooperation of all species. It's pretty much doing... I would not Flagship is the wrong word. It's acting more as a, a general-purpose starship. It does some diplomatic stuff. It's done some science stuff. It's done some exploration. It's a mixed bag. place where a lot of cadets go while they're still feeling out what they want to major in. And some of the important NPCs here are... Captain Thomas Zachary, he's a human. Um, you do know him, you run to him some. You've at least spent at least one shift or two on the bridge every couple weeks or something. Tracy's done more because he's a pilot. He's very quick-tempered. His first instinct is usually to fight, but you guys are not on a fighting vessel. Um, he has a first-in-command, a lieutenant commander, uh, Roast, who's a Bolian and very friendly. And keeps him calm. And one of the friendliest people on the ship. Uh, that's the front of the ship, pretty much. The back of the ship is a weird thing where the captain really doesn't go to the back. And, like, where the Enterprise has the tin forward, you guys have... It's not called tin forward because it's not on the tenth deck and whatever. It's, like, on the eighth deck and it's in the rear. Uh, what, would, what would the name of the ship's recreation slash lounge be? The after party? That's what I was thinking. Something like that. <laughs> oh, because like of the aft. Oh, God. I was working on something and he said that. I was like, that's perfect. Oh, that's... I absolutely love it. The after party is good. After party. Okay. Yeah, the after party. <laughs> I really love I that. I love it. Yeah, I do. Okay, so the after party is where Chief Petty Officer Janet Tanner... She's a Andorian. Uh, she's a really crotchety old uh, cook. She's enlisted, so she's not... She technically doesn't have rank on you guys, but she's old enough and cranky enough and confrontational enough that no one really questions her. She's no one... Yeah, she's, she's the chief. She's a chief petty officer. Anyone could pull rank on her. You guys could. It's just kind of a understood... That's she would just... Yeah, it's just stupid to do that. She would make your life horrible because she does control the food. No one complains about the food, then. No, no. I mean, the food is really good. I mean, she's really good at what she does. You can, yeah, you can, yeah, you can kind of guess that's why she gets to be the way she is because she's really good at what she does. Uh, the captain stays up toward the front of the ship. She stays in the back. The ship is kind of broken into two parts. The captain controls most of it, but he doesn't really worry about that. So you guys have been on the ship for five years. What are some things that you guys have done? What are some adventures you think your characters would go on? 
where is Team Dragon right now? Where is Brady? <laughs> they, they're most of the people. Um, you four are the only ones from Team Coconut that are on the ship, and uh, some other team like Team Lizard or something. Some of them are here, but like Brady and all of them are on different ships. Um, who was the uh, the big guy that was a horrible pilot? Bill. Oh, Bill. 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 Yeah, he went on. He uh, he actually went back. And he's in Starfleet Medical right now. He realized in that last mission he got to play doctor, and he really liked that. So he's in Starfleet Medical right now. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, I, Team Dragon is not around. Um. So asking what we've done. So this ship is not a deep space ship. We've been. You've been what doing like scientific stuff on the edge of Federation space. You're. It goes between the edge of Federation space, back in, you t you've taken some diplomats in. Basically, you've done all those three kinds of different kind of missions I sent you guys. You've, you've done them in some capacity. You, the only thing you haven't done is go deep, deep space. You've always stayed in Federation space. Have we patrolled the neutral zone? Um, there was one where you were backing up some other ships, patrolling the neutral zone. It was more like a, you know, like a practice, like this is what it's like to patrol the neutral zone. You know, it was always like running silent. Communications were not as used then. It felt more like a war zone. You did that for a couple months, and then you went somewhere else. Well, I probably got to go on an away mission since my character dream has always been to just you know see the stars. I've yes. Seen I've seen another planet, and it looked just like ours, and I think I was thoroughly disappointed. So now I'm wanting to see the. To. Uh, yeah, now I'm just kind of, you know, maybe there's something better out there that's really far out there. Yeah, a lot of the planets you get to beam down to suspiciously look a lot like Earth all the time. Yeah. The only difference is usually they have like what looks like plants made of plastic or like <laughs> brightly <laughs> colored mountains in the distance, but otherwise yeah. it looks almost the same. Do the Klingons look like humans or do they still have the rigid forebrows? Uh, well, that's the thing. Um, this is post-movie, so they have rigid forebrows. They, they have most of them have ridges. There's still some you've heard of that have they look more human-like, and you don't know why your character doesn't. But you haven't run into those. Okay. Uh, you haven't run into any, actually. Actually, yeah, you have. There's been some. They've been some of the diplomatic missions where you've you've transported from here to there, and they're very clean on. They always come in very regal with their leather and march around, drinking blood wine. Uh, you've probably, in some of your counseling studies, had to deal with some people who randomly just got assaulted after they were on board. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, and having to deal with the repercussions of that. And also, for going on away missions, you guys actually have a lot of chances to do that because there there is an Ensign Bogart who has a horrible teleporter fear and would do anything to get out of away missions. Nice. So he uh, he will be happily trade you guys work schedules, all the things. So if you guys gonna want to go on away missions, you you're always if it's something related to your skill, which you guys have a broad spectrum, so you can do that. Yeah, and I would say on a on a small number of the away missions, we I probably had to pilot a shuttle down, you know, for. Various things like, you know, weird ionization in the atmosphere or, 
you know, a strange nebula that we could penetrate with sensors, that kind of thing. Yeah, you and Onal are, uh, I'm assuming, Onal, you'd be cool with being a pilot as well on some of the yeah. shuttlecraft. Yeah, they, uh, for backup. I'm chief of the red shirts, right? You're chief of the red shirts? Security is still on red, red yeah. shirts at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so away missions is usually, you know, you need a pilot, you, you actually you like, like totally need somebody in security. Yeah, but uh, usually yeah, you guys go on away missions, sometimes together, sometimes not. You guys aren't such a cohesive team anymore. You're working with other people, but you guys are still Team Coconut. So if we work together, we'll still use that. Yeah, they'll, like, they, they like know it. it's good to train people together in the academy. Once you get out in the real field, it's better to work with people who you've trained with. So they'll keep you guys together, but not isolated. Yeah, you're always learning to work with more people. There's about 80 people in this ship, which is another reason you're here. It gives you, instead of going from, a, like, the academy that had a maybe like you four, six, eight people together to a ship that had like a thousand people. Yeah, They're moving you up in in size of ships. Also, you'll notice like the first in command is a captain, but then the cat well, the captain's a captain, but then number one is a lieutenant commander. There's not a lot of high-ranking people here. So speaking of that, do you guys know if you would want to be more than an ensign? I think I probably would. Okay, you have to spend at least one year at each rank. It's been five years. You could, you could be a lieutenant by this point. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. I, I would and, like to be. Well, I'm guessing. Well, I, I'm thinking like lieutenant for, you know, kind of main pilot on the ship. Yeah, that could be fine. Um, the way that works is, and I'll give you a, little, a different little picture too. But you spend refresh, and ensign you get for free, and you have no experience. And each refresh you spend to level up in that, you get experience, which means experience is what you roll whenever something's going to blow up, or whenever you're doing uh, pulling like, rank. Pulling, whenever you're pulling rank, yeah. And also any other kind of luck roll if. If there's no skill that covers anything and it's just sure dumb luck, it will probably be you get to add your experience. That's why, like, red shirts, who are usually ensigns or something, have zero experience. That's why they die, usually, is because they have no experience. And the things blow up in their faces before the captain or the lieutenant commander. And you can only have... You can only rank up and... Basically, you guys have a refresh of five, right? Yeah, right. Except for the moment. Mm -hmm. um, that means you could have lieutenant. Yeah, you could be a lieutenant because that's half of five. To get up to lieutenant commander, you'd have to have a refresh of six. So, if that how makes many sense. refreshes does it take to get the lieutenant? Just two refresh. Lieutenant two. JG costs one refresh. Uh, lieutenant is two refresh. With that, you'll get two experience. You also get access to more parts of the ship. You, you get access to more information in Starfleet. Things like that. Okay. You get invited to more things. It's You can rank on people. And you, you guys, even as ensigns, can pull rank on all the enlisted people. Right. There are more enlisted people. Two-thirds of the ship is enlisted. You can pull rank on all those people you want to. If you do it a lot... It's frowned upon. 
And if you do it to the cook, that's not gonna, it's not going to go well. But yeah, going up higher in rank means you get more chances to be on the bridge, do all those things. I think I will definitely, at least a JG. Okay. Yeah, I only got four refresh. I you have, just be lieutenant, but. You have, uh, it goes off of your um, base refresh, um, oh. which is six, but we're going to say for this time, the max right now can just be lieutenant. Okay. You could technically get um, lieutenant commander, but just for flavor-wise, there has to be some kind of a, a special... You, you have to perform with honors in some away mission or some rescue attempt, you know, something like that to kind of get up right. to the ranks of lieutenant commander or higher. So are you putting lieutenant junior grade between lieutenant and ensign? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let me. Um, I'm gonna insert a little picture here on yours. But who all is going? Oh, who all is going up in a rank? Yo. How much experience will we have if we go up in a rank? For every, it. I kept it simple. For every refresh you spend, you for every rank you go up, you get one experience. Okay, so we're starting at three. So we go up to four or five. No, no, up. you start at zero. Does yours say three? Yeah. Yeah, just ignore that. You start at zero. Okay, so we go up to one or two? Yes. Oh, do you have experience? It's um, on your page. Fate points. See, fate points at the bottom, refresh, experience. Oh, You're going to go up to yeah, lieutenant? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right and I'm going to insert a little picture. That just oh. refreshes two now? Yes, it will be two. Did everybody go up to lieutenant? Canton? Yep. Okay, everybody went to lieutenant. I'm debating between lieutenant or lieutenant junior grade. Uh, actually, it's good for you to know, if you go to lieutenant, since you're the only one in command division, you would be in command if it's just you four. Okay. If it's if it's the other three, um, whoever sends you on the mission or whatever would choose, or you guys could choose yourself. But actually, if you haven't chosen yet, I'll get rid of that. Generally, whoever's in charge of the mission would uh, say who's in charge. Of the yeah, yeah, they would they would tell you. But usually, since he's actually in command, if you guys were all equal rank, he would most likely get it. They could say, hey, you know, Canton, this is going to require some psych psychological stuff for this mission. You're in charge. And then we get to deal with the social thing of he's usually not in charge and does that make other people jealous, blah, 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 you know. All the drama. <clears throat> the ranks within that would actually be already determined. Yeah, probably by just... We could make it up whatever we want ex excuse. Well, I mean, our, our Vulcan would be next. Because he's in security. Yes. If he was engineering, that may not happen. Depending on the kind of a mission, it may move to myself or to Canton. Because yes. science and stuff, it's, it's exploration, we might be in charge. But if something happened to our leader... It would fall down to the next rank. And you guys would, would know. Yeah. You, you would know beforehand. Now, like us players, may not know, but the characters would. Yep. But until <clears> about <throat> uh, until about age, we're gonna basically we're gonna have a big adventure every couple of years until probably around age forty, when somebody may probably gets to be captain. And as long as you have the refresh, then. You can get the rank of captain. 
and you get all kinds of secrets. Not admiral level secrets, it's still secrets. So has anybody else thought about different missions or something that they would like to do during this five-year trip of diplomacy, exploration, and science? That would be fun to uh, explore like some sort of strange alien civilization. Some new, some new species? Either new or, or something that had recently been discovered, necessarily. And it may be a, a, a it could cause all sorts of problems because it's a culture that, or a planet that maybe had some dispute, or whether we were supposed to be there, all that sort of stuff. What we discover could be completely inconsequential. That's interesting. I could say that's what we're doing today. It, it, I mean, it could be something we find out about, too, but while doing other things. And yeah. come back to it too. So it's just throwing an idea out there because Star Trek had a lot of like alien civilizations you'd find, and then when you got there, you know, I forgot the name of it. Well, that's how they uh, encountered uh, Jorgania, I believe, right? Oh yeah, it was a it was a dispute between them and the Klingons, and then yeah. the Organians just got annoyed and said, "Both you guys chill." Yeah, something like that. And there's there's always yeah. a few. I mean, there's there's things like that, but there's all sorts of weird things you can throw into it once you get there. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to throw in as many Star Trek tropes, so... That's kind of why I did that. That was a pretty common one in the first series. Yes. On a, on a pause that, did you guys get that Technobabble list I sent? I yeah. did see that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All you need, if you don't know, you can just go, you go, there's the first row, second row, third row. You just right. pick one word from each. Just go like, I need to do something with the molecular gradient catalyst. And you just get to throw out whatever you want. I'm pretty sure I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I forgot that I'd had that, and I've had it for like a year. I remember but that. But yeah, you just you just go and the one my favorite one is the uh, I put it in here from the oscillation overthruster, but that's from Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> uh, the flux capacitor doesn't work because it's two words. The temporal right. flux capacitor? You yeah, you can that. use the temporal flux capacitor. Alright, I'm going to write some code for that. Are you just going to make a randomizer? Yeah, I think I might do that. Cool. Yeah, that's up there for you guys to use. Whatever. Okay, so we're actually going to start um, something similar with that, with what you suggested, Colbath. Okay. Because it's the adventure I planned, so I might as well segue into it. Sweet. Anybody else want to cover anything about the last five years before we started? Any questions, concerns? Did any of us get involved in any romantic entanglements? Did you? Did I have to rebuff some poor Ensign's advances? You did, <laughs> but then probably a year or two later, you had to go t take part in your Ponfar. Oh, totally yeah. unrelated to the ensign. It had nothing to do with that logical thing that happens, you know, every seven. Every seven years, right? And, but this time yeah. it took place six years, which was weird. Who knows? But uh, mm. but it, it wasn't because of the ensign whatsoever. Now, did anyone else have anything? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I probably slept a lot, but it was probably by myself. <laughs> you probably had some people, some people advance on you, and you just didn't realize it. Yeah, that like, sounds like my character. And I, I thought that would be your character. <laughs> You're really good at helping other people, and like you can read other people very well. But when it comes to yourself, maybe 
and people yeah. dealing with you personally, you can't. That actually helps you with the counseling thing because maybe that's why you don't take things so personally. Is because you don't realize that it's about you. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, so no one actually. What about you, uh, Tellerite? I think I think I successfully evaded the advances of the um, Andorian that was enamored with my abrasiveness. She was. Yes, yeah, she's not on the <laughs> ship anymore. Well, no, she wasn't on the. Well, she was for like a year, and then uh, yeah, she she left. She requested a transfer. Probably because <laughs> yes, she was rebuffed so many times. She could only take so much. That's <laughs> so sad. Oh, uh, before we do start, you guys will see uh, at least. Well, no, only uh, Canton will notice the new Federation president is that Tellerite that you had a uh, tea and crumpets with. Oh, yeah, the first one I met, right? Yes. Um, at the time, you did not know that he was a presidential hopeful, but you've now seen. Hey, that's the guy that I had tea and crumpets with. Ah, uh, it's a shame. I liked the old lady better. It was more of her choice. She thought that the, the, the Federation wasn't ready for her yet. Probably true. Yeah. But the, the Federation has finally wisened up and seen you know, the, the merits <laughs> oh, of the Tellerite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Tellerites. Right? Yes. Okay. So, you guys been doing, learning all your different positions for five years, done a, an assortment of adventures here and there. Uh, we're going to start one day um, where you guys, well, everyone on the ship gets a message that there's going to be inspections from Starfleet Command oh. coming to the ship, um, which those are always fun. Not really. Uh, have, like, the captain is, this captain you would think is a huge stickler uh, because he's very uh, agitatable. But when it comes to, like, wearing uniforms and being your post and things, he's not as strict as you would think. He's just – he's very confrontational. But he's, he's a little bit more lax on the uniforms. It doesn't mean you can, like, untuck your shirt and stuff. It just means that he doesn't come by and, like, run his finger down your sleeve and check for dust. Whereas these inspections, you think that's that's, that's the things they do. He's much more interested in us getting our job done. He, yeah, he wants the job done. He wants it done right. He doesn't want to hear any back talk. Just do it. Don't talk to him. Whereas the the lieutenant commander, the second in command, is usually comes up behind him and is usually thankful to you guys, shakes your hands, very personable, always goes out to uh, the after party and uh, has a good time with people. Oh, I love the after party. Okay. I love that name. I know that's great. <laughs> Um, so this time you get a message that inspections are going to come there, and you find out, like the day before, that it's Captain Tara Tuthzarath from Starfleet Academy. She's working as uh, this sector's inspector. Um, you guys will know that she actually has rank on the captain, which is normal. That's why she's at the academy and she's higher up. But the day the inspection comes, you guys are all dressed up and you're at your stations and everybody's doing things. Even though I know usually some days you wouldn't be pushing so many buttons, you know during the inspection, just push buttons. 
Just push busy. the button that takes you. Yeah, yeah. Push the button that takes you to the science screen, and then push the button that takes you to the sensor screen, and then push the science again button. You know, you look busy. So the inspection happens. Her and some people walk around. You don't really see her a lot. You see her once or twice, and people walk around and look at uniforms. Everything's fine. You can't really get a read on her. This, do I need this to do takes a performance check. You know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but I actually like that idea. What, what Everybody rank, give. What, what race is this lady? Oh, she's the Andorian. Andorian. She okay. was. She was the uh, the head of Starfleet, like student stuff at oh, Starfleet okay. Academy. Okay. She was the, the one that the uh, the phys ed teacher. Everybody, give me a performance check and see how good you can look busy. I I I choose to fail it. I refuse to look busy. <laughs> I'm going to do something important. Okay, I'm gonna see. Wow, Tracy. Yeah, I rolled a minus three. Okay. Kelvec. Oh, we're back to the days of the Academy, boys. <laughs> Kelvec is yeah. look at look how busy he is. Just just he's doop doop doing all the science things and tactical things. Yeah, look at his asteroids. He blew them all up. And the rest of you are Team Coconut. She's not saying that. The narrator is. I thought <laughs> I did pretty good. I'm just gonna ignore her and go about my actual job. Yeah, luckily, she's not really paying attention to anyone in particular. Um, you can tell she's not that interested without even doing empathy. She's I will greet her really in Andorian, though. Oh, you can speak Andorian? Yeah, I took customs up and I took linguists. I actually have two oh. more I can learn. Is ling- Did I make it so that it, it doubles your skill points, yeah. right? Two yeah. per level of customs, so I can get six. I've got four now. I so I'm not sure what um, I'm Did I word that right? It should be... Yeah, so if you have like a three in customs, you should get six languages. Yep, yep. That's uh, what I got. Okay, okay cool. Just I just only have four that I wrote down right now. Oh yeah, you don't have to write down more at all. That's beautiful. I've got a Klingon and Dorian Vulcan and Romulan that I wanted to know. <laughs> you definitely are a linguist. Okay, so yeah. you guys are working. Um, your shift ends... You didn't see her or talk to her. Maybe you said, like, hello, a greeting or something. She did not yeah, pay any particular attention to any one of you, more so than anyone else. Very professional, which she always was very professional. Yeah. She is playful is not the right word, but as much as a Starfleet captain could be playful, she was at the academy. Not right. so much here. She's down to business. So you guys get done. You finish your shift. You go back into your room. And each of you get a message separately, uh, whatever, that you report to conference room 318, which is third deck, room 18, whatever. Okay. Um, the captain wants the uh, – you've been re- requested by Captain Tazareth uh, to report immediately. I'm assuming you guys do. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Once you guys get in there and sit down, she'll say, uh, it's nice to see you boys again. I've recruited you for a special mission. Your captain has agreed to loan you out to me for the next week. During that time, I'll be your commanding officer. What happens on this mission, we cannot talk about. And to complete this mission, you're going to have to trust me. That's the only information I can give you for now. I'll meet you in Hangar 1 in 15 minutes, and then she'll leave. Do we have time to ask her questions before she leaves? Or she just bolts out the door? If you try to ask her something, she says, I cannot tell you anything right now. I will tell you more once we're on the way. What do we need to bring with us? What do we need to pack? Where? What have you? 
bring supplies for a week. Yes, sir. Okay. Hmm? Can we run down to the after party and grab some food? You guys got 15 minutes. Are you going to stay and talk, figure it out, or what are you going to do? I'll meet you guys on the hangar. I'm going to go get my kit. I, I would imagine I like that this is a Starfleet operation that whoever's planning the mission has all the necessities. That's fair. All right. I just wanted yeah, to stuff use interact with a uh, little cookie there. Well, you know, you might want to go get a real, you know, something good to eat versus, you know, yeah, rations field rations. Yeah, I'm not going to care about stuff like that, I don't think. Oh, that's true. Good point. Actually, I don't have to eat for like a week. <laughs> okay, so you guys get some supplies. You said you're getting food or you're not, or... I was saying I'm going to just grab, like, the tricorder and a small medical kit, and then I'll go down to the after party. Okay. I was going to clean up my Jeffrey's tube and then meet it over at the hangar. Kind of a weird euphemism. No, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I just figure that, you know, I have my own little Jeffrey's tube that nobody goes by, and I've got, you know, obviously perfect nap set up, but then oh. also, like, a dress uniform or a dress supply, so if I have to rush to something and look busy... It's it, it's like your your little pack rat lair where you have your stash of things that you nap on and absolutely okay shinies I will just grab my phaser start calling him crow if you guys the weapons are you can actually have your own phaser the other guys right. they're they're kept right. in security but <clears throat> actually with you being a lieutenant. You could actually have access and get a phaser when you want. You have to check it out and everything, but whatever. You guys, I would actually, wanna, think that the, I would actually check out one myself. Already on board, so I'll... Yes, you guys know that there's probably at least two on this shuttle. Phasers? Yeah. Well, I've got mine that I've, I, I've checked clean thoroughly, and this is my rifle. There are not others like this. Nice. There are many, well, there are many like this, but... I, this one is mine. Yeah, Shuttlecraft usually comes with like two of all the essentials, like two phasers. Well, it doesn't come with that, but it's usually stocked with it. So you guys get to the uh, the shuttle. Um, she will be waiting there for you. You notice that there's no one in the shuttle bay besides her and just one of the shuttles. Does anyone want to name the shuttle? Spartacus. Spartacus. Okay. We're on the Copernicus, right? Yeah. <laughs> It is the shuttlecraft Spartacus. They all say that. <laughs> yeah, we all call it Spartacus. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, you guys will get on the shuttlecraft. She'll be piloting. There's enough room for you guys. She'll exit. You know, you guys go to warp. Once you're at warp... I'll hit the scanning station. Okay. Well, you guys do notice, once you go to warp, you can feel she, she relaxes a little bit. Uh, she's going to turn around and say... Uh, Thank you for joining me on such short notice. She's going to turn up to the display system on one of the side panels. And you're going to see a, uh, a star system show up. And she's going to say, this is the Yuli system. This is our destination. Uh, previously, there was nothing remarkable about the system. We did a scan of the system 10 years ago. It revealed five planets. The fourth was a high-gravity M-class planet, a young civilization. None of the planets have precious materials. Nowhere near Industrial Revolution. Very boring. Um, the inhabitants look very similar to Mr. Vigral here, and she'll pull up a picture, and they look very similar to Tellarites. There are noticeable differences, but... Quite a handsome... They look, 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's very handsome indeed. They are one of the reasons you're coming with us. The trip's going to take about two days. And during that time, we're going to have to cosmetically alter the three other of you to something similar to this. It's going to take me some time. I'm obviously not trained in this, but we have stuff here to help us. Uh, my species is not as adept at cosmetic alterations as the rest of you, and she'll point to her antenna. It don't doesn't really... because you don't need it. Thank you. Are you are you trying to hit on her? No. Okay. <laughs> no, by no means. It, it may come across that way because I have no social skills. Okay. And she'll say thank you. Um, the reason we're going there is because we've got reports of spikes and Thoron radiation. So the mission is simple. Okay. So I'm going to. Are you interrupting by, her? Are you um, interrupting her? Well, no, no, no. I, I'm just thinking based on. I've got a scholarship of three. Can I do a scholarship roll to know what Thoron radiation means? Yes. But we'll get to that in a second. I was um, going to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed you guys would, yeah. so. I'm waiting for the briefing yeah, no to be over. Yes. Your mission's simple find the source of the Thoron radiation. Contain it with these three Thoron radiation destabilizers. And if you guys have seen Next Generation, they're those little meter-tall yep. light sticks yep. that they put around something. It's those. Um, she says, put it about a meter between each one of the triangles. Contain it in that. Once, it, once you have that contained, report back to me in the shuttle. Most important, observe the prime directive. Do not disturb in any way, shape, or form the native population. You guys already know this, but just reminding you. If you do encounter them, Mr. Vigral here will act as your liaison. We're going to give him a special earpiece, and he's going to have a speaker that's going to go around his throat. So it will, when you talk, you whisper, and it will come out with their speech, we hope. That's only if What's you that? do run into them. So the regular universal translators don't work with this species? Oh, they do. It's it's a it's a giant tube that's this big, <laughs> so they're very uh, noticeable. Question. So, yes. Um, how much time do we have before we have to go down? We're gonna get there in about two days. Permission to study the language. We don't actually have the language. We've never been down there before. Do we ha do we have any re uh, recordings or anything of people? Any records that you we, could open up that I could use to study? We do not. Like I said, we investigated, and it was uninteresting, to say the least. Hmm. There was no, okay. no reason to investigate, so we did not take any preliminary studies of the species. Following the prime directive, we were letting them be. So Can since we, Mr. Vigral will look the closest, he will act as your uh, liaison. Perfect. Um, like I said, uh, well, I'll add, uh, the throw-on radiation, it disrupts sensors and teleporters, so I can't beam you down um, directly on it, and we can't tell directly where it is. I'll have to beam you a, a few to ten kilometers away, and then you'll have to find your way. It's not disruptive to biologicals, so you should be safe. And for you guys, you don't even have to roll. 
Uh, everything she said about it is true. It's not going to disrupt any biological stuff. It mainly just interferes with technology. Okay. Like I said before, this is a mission where you're going to have to trust me. I'm not going to be able to give you a lot of information, and you will have to trust me on that. Yes, sir. Who, who wants to be the first one under my knife? She says with a smile. <laughs> I'll, I'll step up. Okay. So, if you guys, well, you guys tell me what you do. You've got two uh, days to get there. Studying the radiation. Trying to understand it as best I can. I am trying, fighting back really hard the urge to criticize the captain's flying because, you know, as a pilot, I always think I can do better. If you want to pilot, you, you can <laughs> act. She can't pilot while she's doing the cosmetic surgery. Oh, but you guys point. know the cosmetic surgery does not change anything about you. It just, you know, it's cosmetic. It won't change anything horribly. She's just adding layers of stuff to your face to look like a Tellarite. What about those of us that are a little bit taller than a Tellarite? Is that going to be an issue with these people? From some of... They have very, like long-distance photography, but at that point, it's really good. You can tell they're about 1.8 to 2 meters tall. Vigrel's actually on the short end, so they're normal humanoid height. Hmm. Okay. And, and I'm tall for Tellarite. You are, you're tall for Tellarite, but these guys are going to be... They are normal humanoid height, build. They're very... Everything about this, like, if you look in the, the system and the star, the star is... Like an oh, it's everything's super boring about this. There's, um, there's how no many how else. many G's on the planet? How many G's exactly? Well, you As, said it's high gravity, so I, it is high gravity. I'm gonna like I just 1.6 can't high gravity, 1.6 maybe. Yeah, it's something similar to maybe like Vulcan, whatever Vulcan would be. That's what it would be. Uh, Colbath, give yourself you know some some boost on. Thoron radiation. Okay. I don't know how to spell that. T-H-O-R-O-N. Um, she's going to spend most of her time um, either doing the cosmetic surgery, being careful about it. I'll assist if you want to. If, if you want to. She knows that you are helping with medical stuff, so you can help. Yep. She's not going to say... Yeah, she's not saying anything else about the mission. I'm not asking. Is anybody doing anything else? Um, I'm going to be just brushing up on protocols of, like, how to, um, like, protocols for this type of situation. Oh, okay. So, I mean, like, a prime directive situation? Well, uh, well prime directive situation. situation, um, covert on a planet where, you know, you're trying to leave no traces and that kind of thing. You would know, uh, if Kelvec wants to help you with that, he would probably be the most versed because he is in security and tactical. You Good guys point. can work together on that. Kelvec, if you want to work with him, that's totally up to you. Sure, otherwise I was just going to be meditating and exercising and pondering exactly why a security officer was needed on a science and uh, uh, outreach uh, mission. Why? I guess why? why indeed? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I'm going to be running some simulations uh, on trying to find some way to compensate a little bit with sensors so that I can get my 
my tricorder to work in the presence of star and radiation? Okay. With your research, you'll know that it it doesn't always stop it from working. It just kind of overloads a sensor. So it basically tells the your sensor thing, it's here, it's here, but it prevents it from detecting other things. Like, it pretty much it'll just detect there's radiation here. Is there a life sign here? I, I don't know because there's an overload of Chloron radiation. Okay. So I'm going to start working on trying to filter it out to get better readings. Okay. See if I can modify my tricorder if I have to. Canton? Yep. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? Awesome. Well, I, I guess I'm kind of doing the meditation thing, except for none of the other benefits to that. You're, you're sleeping. Uh, I, uh, probably not a place in a shuttlecraft that I can, you know, lay flat 24-7. So, except for when I'm getting my face worked on. So, yeah, I'm just, you know, keeping calm, relaxed, not thinking about anything, not worrying about anything. You guys have been on hours and hours and hours and hours of shuttlecrafts. Yep. Like, space is huge. Even though yep. you're going warp six, space is huge. Okay. So, yeah, this location is still inside Federation, just usually ignored because there's nothing spectacular about it until recently, is what you know. So, we will arrive at the planet. She's going to get the ship close, and she says, I'm going to wait up here. I can't go down because I don't want to disrupt the natives. Once you guys have the issue contained, contact me, and we will deal with it from there. She'll okay. give you uh, guys uh, two uh, phasers, two tricorders, and rations, and also the destabilizers. And she tells you guys, remember, this is a pre-war civilization. None of this can stay there. Do not lose your phaser. Do not lose your tricorder. Lose nothing. She also, you guys have a uh, change of clothes that you'll get into that mimic the locals. It's like leather work, stuff like that. Well, I'll bring my modified tricorder. That can be one of the two. Yeah. Okay. So you guys beam down? We all beam down. We have to shuttle down. Uh, she's beaming you down kilometers away from it. She's not taking the shuttle away, in. Away from the radiation? Okay. Yes. There's going to be a few hours hike. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of our continuing Star Trek Fate Adventures. If you'd like to check out other episodes, you can do that at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com. We also have links to character sheets as well as other things there. If you would like to check us out other places, we have the iTunes and the Stitcher. We also have the Facebooks. If you'd like to give us some ideas or you have some questions, concerns, or just some random things you want to tell us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at burneverythinggaming at gmail.com. If for some reason you want to support us because you're awesome, you can do that over at the Patreon. We have links to that over at Podbean as well as you can just Google it. Either way, we would love to hear from you and we hope you keep enjoying. Mm-hmm.